Welcome back to another edition of the Par for the Court podcast. Pop at the top there. Cracking a can, cracking another episode of the pod. Oh my god. Here we go. Ready what, what to roll. You, what are you sipping on tonight? Some sparkling water. Sparkling water? Yeah. Okay, like a top G wood. And sparkling water. Um, it is Wednesday night, February 8th, um, following not only a great Towson Tigers victory, but a monumental and well-awaited trade by the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, yeah. Russell Westbrook is officially off the team. He's yeah. gone. Yeah. Big, it's big news. It's big news. Also, just shout out to us really quick just for working the night shift, doing r- real podcasters do. Trade happens, you that's, talk about that's, it. That's two, that's back-to-back, uh, what would you call them, emergency podcasts? I would say back-to-back emergencies. Uh, yeah, but, you know. Who's doing it? Who else is doing it? No one. I mean, we're, we're getting these out before, you know, Hoop Collective, um, Zach Lowe podcast, Mismatch, Mismatch Rosillo, Ryan Rosillo. Where, like, where are you guys? I mean, we're, we're ahead of the game here, um, giving the PFTC supporters, you know, you know, something worth their while. I think that's too long of an abbreviation. PFTC? PFTC? Yeah. No, it's not. You don't even know par if you're right or not. PFTC. Par for the court. Par for the par court. Par for the court. It's, a, it's the same amount of syllables. PFTC, par for the court. Same amount of time. Whatever. Right. So All we right. don't need well, abbreviation. We're going to be getting into the Lakers, Timberwolves, Jazz trade. Maybe maybe mention uh, the Kyrie trade that did go down that Cole predicted spot on. Ho, hum. Funny guy. Maybe uh, touch on the uh, Josh Hart deal. Who? Drosh Hart. Yeah, 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 that one. Cam Reddis v. Mikhail Luke. Ryan Archdiakonu, first-round pick. Blockbuster. Um, And, of course, some winner-lose of the week and some trivia. It's my turn this week. All right. Are you ready? Let's. It's par for the court podcast. Toscano's to Anderson's tenure with the Lakers is over. He wasn't in that, was he? You might be top one. He wasn't. I literally read the tweet. Juan Toscano Anderson is now a member of the Jazz. So is Damian Jones. You're really bad. Bro, who who reported that? Oh, my gosh. Shams? Chase. I'm literally looking at the tweets right now. It's not on here. Oh, yeah? Keep looking, buddy. All right, whatever. I'll take your word for it. Chase, you keep doing this stuff. Get ready to learn Chinese, buddy. Other components of the trade. Lakers are getting D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. What a great return. Jazz get Russell Westbrook and a first-round pick from L.A. Another one. And whoever else Cole said, the T-Wolves get Mike Conley and a second, which I really like for the Timberwolves. I think that kind of going under the radar, but, you know, obviously we're going to talk Lakers more than the Timberwolves, but the Timberwolves do make an upgrade as well as getting not only a better player, in my opinion, better fit with them, better, way, way better, better fit. fit, but also a shorter term contract that yep. gives them more leeway, which yep. they were in dire, dire need of. Um, yeah, so Chase, the the Jazz will be receiving Westbrook, two will be bought out. Damian Jones, Wanta Scott Anderson. Was that already said that he's going to get bought out? Yeah. Okay. Um, and the and, uh, 2027 top four protected first round pick, which is very, very important to think about in yeah. case this Lakers team implodes. It'll, might, it'll be five, though. <laughs> it will be, be the too fifth. Funny. We know it will be the That'd fifth That'd be too pick. funny. But 
we if we see like some sort of super implosion in 2027, that'll be pretty funny. Um, but yeah, um, D'Angelo Russell, former Laker lottery pick. Let's be honest, he fits really, really well with these Lakers. He definitely does. Offensive numbers have been very, very good this season. About 17 and a half, right? Yeah. Six and a half assists. Um, everything in uh, synergy segments, the scoring from basket to 17 feet, 70 feet to three, three beyond. Three a lot of beyond. numbers you just said right, real fast. Yeah. Um, from three, he's over a point possession per possession. Nice. In the mid-range, he's over a point per possession. At nice. the rim, he's at .97. That's pretty, that's pretty solid. Um, All of those rated by Synergy, very, very good. Yeah. Uh, one thing that really stuck out to me uh, with this trade – I mean, if you think about all the great teams LeBron James has been a part of, there's always been a, a good shot-creating scoring guard. I, yep. You know, Dwayne Wade, Kyrie Irving, Mo Williams, yep. Isaiah Thomas, Derrick Rose. Delonte West. Norris Cole. Delonte West. Shabazz Napier. Delonte West. Delonte West. Larry Hughes. Darren um, Williams. Who? Darren Williams. Oh, da- oh Jordan, cannot. Jordan can, Clarkson. Cannot. Jordan, Jared Smith. Yep, Larry Sanders. Can't <laughs> forget. That's a weed smoking center, not a, not a scoring him. guard. Still, don't forget him. Every, hey, everyone, don't forget Larry Sanders. Don't forget Larry don't Sanders. Forget him. Somebody put that on a t-shirt. He had a real solid month with the, with the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, in all seriousness. Don't forget Derek Williams either. High flyer. Yeah. Played for the Timberwolves. Was in the dunk contest. He was on the Cavs too. More recently played in Germany. There you go. Um, I, get, I bet he was ready to learn Chinese at one point. Hey, buddy. Get, Get ready to, ready learn, to Chinese. learn Chinese. In all seriousness, um, D'Angelo Russell, who is a guy who can very much knock down the open three, as you said, um, he's someone that an offense can be centered around when LeBron and A. Disney are out. He's savvy with the ball. He plays with good pace. And you can say what you want about him defensively, but unlike uh, someone who wore number zero for the Lakers, Russell Westbrook, he's a guy who he doesn't get bored off the ball, and he doesn't just go and double at random times just because he feels like it. No. Which is something that the Lakers defense really, really needed. Calls um, uh, six assists per game. Six and a half, I thought. Six point two, and uh, uh, two turnovers per game. More importantly, Cole. Was Westbrook average not nine? A lot more. Westbrook had six very untimely turnovers in LeBron's record-breaking game. Yeah, like might be, might have been the most untimely turnovers. A player could have possibly had. 14 in the fourth, though, Cole. What do you think about that? Uh, what do I think about that? A bunch of garbage time nonsense. The game was over already. LeBron was done with his, with, you know, his foot was hurting, and the record had been broken, and LeBron had decided it was already over. See, Russ could hide the numbers in D.C. and OKC because people re- weren't really watching. Yeah. You get to L.A. People are on people it. People are watching. Oh, Yeah. Can we talk about Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt and how well they're going to fit? That was going to be the Lakers next topic. Yeah. Why don't you say some stuff? So, we watched the game last night with the Lakers. Sure did. Their offense looked, um, dare I say, 2012-esque. Yeah. With the lack of spacing, the lack of movement, the, you know, just the the haphazardness that went on. I think a lot of that was due to the lineups that Darvin Ham throws out there, which I'm going to be honest, I'm not sold on him as a coach, but go on. What do you expect from – who do you want him to play? Okay. Who do you really want I'm, him to play? I'm really glad that you said that, Chase. I never, ever, 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 ever want to see two point guards out there at the same time anymore. True. Especially two 
non-floor spacer point guards. Dennis Schroeder, 0 for 5 from 3. Patrick Beverly, I mean, below average catch-and-shoot player. But those two guys should not be out on the floor, number one. Number two, especially in a game where LeBron is going to be scoring the ball a lot, they need to be staggering him in AD. Yeah. Exactly. And we saw absolutely none of that. Literally none of that last night. Which, by the way, we got to talk about this later. What the hell is going on with AD being all salty when LeBron's breaking Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay we'll tuned. We'll get into that later. Stay tuned. But, um, yeah, yeah, so we're talking about the, the horrible personnel and horrible lineups they have. I think Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley coming in are really going to fix that. No doubt. Currently, the Lakers shoot the seventh most three-pointers in the league. Hmm. They convert at the 26th best percentage in the league. That's below average, isn't it? They have two guys shooting over 40%, Thomas Bryant and Max Christie. I didn't expect Thomas Bryant. Both under one and a half attempts per game. Makes sense. Um, Twelve of their guys are in 30s. Uh, LeBron shoots seven a game. Lon Walker, he shoots five. The rest of them are like under, under three. Now tell me this. Do you know how many Malik Beasley shoots a game? He shoots them at a very good clip. He shoots 35%. On nine attempts a game. Let me tell you this, Cole. You didn't know this, I bet. 8.6 attempts. Go on. 63% of his catch-and-shoot jumpers are contested. Yeah. Now, if you watch how teams play defense against the Lakers, and say LeBron's got it in the mid-post. I think I know you're getting it. Malik Beasley would be on that wing. They got to be shading to Malik. But you, you got LeBron, too. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to give up the open the open three to a very, very, very above-average three-point shooter, or are you going to let the greatest player of all time cook? So, yeah, he's shooting 63% of his catch-and-shoot are contested. When they are not contested, he's shooting at 40%. That's really solid. So what are they going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? That would get into Jared Vanderbilt's. 34% from three. Now, only about one-and-a-half attempts a game, but... That's not his game. He's going to shoot it if he's open. No. But what his game is, is being a very versatile defender, a guy who can play the four or the five, depending on lineups, depending on injuries, situations, all that stuff. He's a solid cutter. He's going to mix it up down low. He averages eight and a half rebounds a game. He can mix it up in the pivot for sure. Oh, he mixes it up. Yeah. No hitch in his giddy up when None. he's crashing the boards. None. Um. And, yeah, most of all, what I'm most happy about the Jared Vanderbilt acquisition is it's a guy who plays hard and brings his lunch pail every night. That's something that the Lakers were sorely lacking. They got one guy, Pat Bev, who is as tall as a civilian yeah. and as strong-minded as, I don't know, he's – I just don't – I'm honestly – I'm really low on Pat Bev right now after I the Celtics am, high. I'm not. After the Celtics high of highs Why? Game, what does tall as a civilian mean? He's tall as – he's like 6'1 on a good day. He's tall as a civilian. No. What do you mean? No, he's as Mo- tall as a civilian. Civilians aren't six one. Though. Like, okay, as a six foot nine individual, I think six one's a real civilian height. It's not though. It's literally proven not to be by numbers. Okay, but if you saw a six one guy be a, a six one civilian around, you wouldn't be like, man, that's a tall civilian. You would think, oh, there goes your regular run of the mill civilian. Whatever. Pat Bev, civilian height. All right, uh, but yeah, Jared Vanderbilt. Bring your lunch pail, mix it up. Yeah, I mean, the other thing you were talking about, how they're going to come in and play hard, the Jazz, the team they've been playing with, that's yep. what they've been doing all year. So I'm yep. hoping that that kind of bleeds over onto the Lakers. Most More of their guys start playing hard, and this is really what gives them the motivation to start making a push to get more into the playoff picture and now, solidify themselves more. Underrated storyline here that not a lot of people are talking about. What? 
Are the Lakers sneakily the Timberwolves of the California West? Of the Pacific? Are the Lakers sneaky the Timberwolves of the Pacific? They got former Timberwolf Patrick Beverly, former Timberwolf D'Angelo Russell, former Timberwolf Jared Vanderbilt, former Timberwolf Malik Beasley. As we all know, Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt are part of the Rudy Gobert deal. That's what got them to the Jazz. They were on the Wolves. Who would have thought that a team of Timberwolves and Wizards were to make it to the The finals? The Timberwolves and Wizards combined with LeBron and AD to form the Los Angeles Lakers. Who would have thunk it? Now, um, 2023. I know. What a year, man. What a year. What a year. Now, I don't know about you, but, you know, right now, Lakers, 13th in the West. I'm really, really, really high on the possibility of them getting that seventh seed. I mean, we've been this has been the storyline all year, but the West has never been more open and more up for grabs yep. than it has this year. Yup. I mean, how many games back? The Lakers are four games back from the sixth seed. Sixth seed. So they got hot for eight games. They go six and two. Where are they then? And you look at a team like Probably the, the sixth seed. Now you look at a team like the Warriors. Yeah. Steph Curry. Out for minimum four weeks. Out for a good amount of time. Timberwolves will be continuing to slip. Don't care. The Jazz, this is... <laughs> what? I don't care. They're, they're going to be continuing to bottom out. They're bad. Um, don't care. <laughs> the Jazz obviously are making moves to not contend. They just traded away two rotation guys. Well, three rotation guys when you talk about Conley. And they're, they're going to be relying on Con Sexton, who has been on the injured side of the ball this year. And they're going to be erring on the side of caution with a guy like him the rest of the way. Um, Who are they going to sign with that fifty million in the offseason? I mean, the thing you got to pay somebody. The, we're going to be looking at more right. short-term right. deals. But who? I really don't. This is not a very loaded free agency class. I mean, it's also like if there's not that many free agents, it's not like okay, I have to go to Utah. It, let's just let's just say it's going to be really interesting in the offseason. Um, but yeah. Um, Westbrook's not. Middleton probably resign. Harden, no. Kyrie, no. Kuzma, no. Wizards are going to be signing him. He, he he might go back to Utah. I mean, he went to school there. Good point. But I think he's I think he's. But is around. that a fifty million dollar guy? I don't even think he's allowed to make fifty million. More like forty seven. He's not even allowed to by Why league rules. League rules say guy Kyle Kuzma's category. Oh, he's All actually he's not. He actually yeah, is. Yeah, literally, right. you're not allowed. Literally, not allowed to make fifty million dollars. Maybe they overpay them. No, because Ainge isn't going to overpay anybody that's not worth it. I don't of think. Not. Um, well, don't safe to say, it's going to be interesting uh, off season. Um, all right. If you don't have anything else, let's get to the Kyrie Irving deal that did go down. Yeah, we already we talked about that last part. I don't know if you're here or not. We talked about the possibilities. We didn't talk about the actual move that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. We can touch on it for a little bit. Um, Kyrie Irving traded to the Mavericks with Markeith Morris. Don't forget, in exchange for Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie. There you go. There you go. <laughs> And a first-round draft pick. A couple picks, as I mentioned. So yeah. I got the trade right. You did not. I, in fact, did say definitely first-round pick in there. TikTok. After I said it wouldn't have been enough. Okay. Um, so there's that. Well, yeah. Um, right now, we have uh, the Clippers and Mavericks came on in the background. Um, the Mavericks offense is looking, dare I say, mint 
right now. Um, they're in a battle, though. They had 41 first quarter points. I think they hit like nine or ten threes in the first, right? Yeah. Um, and Kyrie Irving sitting at 16 points right now. Um, they're looking pretty solid. But no Luka Doncic tonight, which is what everyone is thinking about when this trade comes to mind. Um, Luka Doncic and the Mavericks have the most heliocentric offense in the league, bar none. Would you agree? Agree. Yes. Uh, but when you're adding a guy like Kyrie... Maybe who, maybe Alper, Alperin Goon with the Rockets, but other than good that... Good point, good point. No. Um, Poku and the Thunder? When he's, th- when he's in. When he's in. When he's yeah. in. Um, but you add a guy like Kyrie, who leads the league in fourth quarter scoring, a ball-dominant scoring guard. Um, this is going to be very interesting. I've been thinking about this a lot, as, as you would, and... As I have. I know. And... I think Luke is going to be pretty receptive to this because, I mean, let's, you know what? Call a spade a spade. This guy, kind of lazy. I don't think he's going to be like against Kyrie Irving taking some, taking some uh, possessions where he's the guy with the ball and Luke, Luke can rest. Is, Luke is not lazy. He's a work smarter, not harder guy. Well, yeah, but when you, you know, I call working smarter. Giving Kyrie the ball. Yeah. Seeing that a guy of the highest caliber offensive ability. Uh, looking to create and take a possession to score it. You know what? I'll take a back seat, maybe spot up for three if I, I'm all, if I'm you know not being guarded. But yeah, yeah. Let, I mean, we talked cook. about it a little last pod. It's like who has Luca really trusted with the ball, or who could he have trusted with the ball? Mm-hmm. Not many. Last year, Jalen Brunson had a great year, got himself a great contract with the Knicks. Probably should have re-signed him. It's a big big mistake by the Mavericks. But I think Kyrie comes in, kind of takes that Brunson role, maybe a little bit, probably definitely more touches than Brunson got. Obviously. But, I mean, I think you can look at that and say, all right, this has worked before with the Mavericks and Luka. It'll work again with Kyrie. If yeah. if Kyrie stays on the planet mentally. I think he will. Not a lot of time left in the season. He's looking to get on his best behavior so that he can get a deal this offseason. He's got to get a deal, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, dare I say it, this is now the best backcourt in the league. Um, I don't really know who else it would be besides maybe Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and then John Morant and Desmond Bain. Tatum Brown. That's not a backcourt. They're both frontcourt members. Um, they're not. How a shooting guard, the frontcourt member? Who? Which one of them is a shooting guard? Chase Jalen Brown. Uh, last time I checked, they start Marcus Smart and Derek White. Jalen Brown, shooting guard. All right. Well, you're wrong. Um, but yeah, best backcourt in the league at this point. Um, and the defense over in the Mavericks department, it already wasn't that great. Yep. So Jalen Brown, ESPN, shooting guard. Let's agree to disagree, ESPN. Uh, no, I'm not. No, it's. You know what, ESPN? Subjective. That's not. That's not. That's not the law. ESPN is not the law. Is ESPN the law, Chase? No, ESPN is not a law. ESPN is not the law. Okay. Shoot, you're, I forgot ESPN wasn't the law. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. I guess Jalen Brown's a center. Sure. You gotta get. Yeah, exactly. Jalen Brown's whatever he wants to be. He went to Berkeley. The guy's genius. He can. He's smart enough to play with whatever position he wants. Probably um, you knew what college you went to. It's a good step for you. Funny guy. All right. Last trade we're going to be covering tonight. Josh Hart traded to the New York Knicks for Cam Reddish, Ryan Archidiakonu, Svi Luke, and a first-round pick. Huh. What do you have to say about this acquisition for the Knicks? Josh Hart can say, we are the New York Knicks. Huh. That's all I know. We are the New York Knicks. Now, yeah. this is a very 
Like, Very Knicks deal. It's not a Knicks deal, though, because it's a smart, like, good logical deal. I don't know about that. <laughs> what? I just had a hiccup. It's not a smart deal to get a great 3 and D guy and replace him with somebody Dude. that doesn't play. Three guys that don't play for a guy that's good and is a solidified NBA player. Okay. How does that – how's okay. that not a good deal? Okay. How? How? They give up a first-round pick. Okay. J- Josh Hart's an older fella. It seems that they're – Again, have you researched who's going to be there at 16? <laughs> it seems that they're looking to go all in here on a seven-seed team where their second-highest-paid player has played somewhat – you know what? I'm going to say the most inconsistent basketball. Josh Hart is 27. He's not an older fella. That's, that's, that's somewhat older. That's like seven years. That's older prior. than 26. That's seven years of very good basketball. That's older than 26. Yeah, no shit. Older than 25. Good call. Thanks. If you ask me, Jesus, man, I'm sorry. I'm drinking, that's, I'm that's drinking sparkling, sparkling water, water, man. I'm drinking sparkling water. Can't be doing that with the sparkling water. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, you know, it's not a horrible move, but then again, it's just, are we really giving up first round picks to go all in on this team? It's not like I don't, the pick stuff is so insane. The picks, the inflation of picks is so bad these days. Arguably, I would call it deflation if you're giving up six of them for Rudy freaking Gobert. That's not what deflation means. They've lost meaning. So you have to give more. That's inflation. It's a good point. Fuck. I'm just a communication major, this guy, you know? Okay, buddy. Not a numbers guy. All right. We could go toe-to-toe on the math field. And I bet you you're I'm right so there bad with at you. math. You're not. You're not. Oh yeah. Twelve you're times twelve. One hundred forty-four. I knew that too. <laughs> good, Cole. That's like the easiest one. Ten, like ten-year-olds know that one. Okay, good job. How do you think Sweet Mackay looks fitting down in Portland? I think they wave him. I don't think they care. Rude. I don't. What about Ryan Archdiakonu? Again, like Cam Reddish. That's a Blazers it's player. Just if I the ever most, seen one. The most Blazers player there is. Um, yeah. Other thing you got to think about, Josh Hart, Jalen Brunson, Villanova buddies. Yeah. Reunited. Yeah. All right. Just jump stops galore in the garden, man. That's right. There's going to be skid marks on that floor with how much they're going to be jump stopping. I know. Last trade to talk about, arguably the biggest one of the past two days. Dwayne Dedman and a second round pick. By the Miami Heat, were traded to San Antonio for cash considerations. I told you it was going to be cash. Yes, you did. I was, um, I was hoping for Josh Richardson in exchange for the steal. Waiting, waiting, waiting for news on who the Heat got in return. Turns out it's just cash considerations. The funniest shit ever is the tweet comes out. The Spurs, Spurs are looking to trade Josh Richardson for an expiring contract and a pick. Yep. <laughs> the Denman is an expiring contract. And a pick goes to San Antonio, and they just don't get him. So that is what I was going to be bringing up. That, I said it. Don't, don't say it if I said it. That is an absolute sign that the Miami Heat will be looking to make a deal. Because they could have, mm-hmm. they could have gotten a player 
on roster. They could have taken on a contract that was about equal to Deadman's contract, but they didn't. They didn't to leave a roster spot open for possibly a deal to make with the Lowry contract. Are they the Westbrook buyout market? Um, yeah, they are. Uh, them, I'm hearing Clippers, and I'm hearing Wizards. If he um, went to the Clippers, I would be it, – it's the funniest thing ever. That would be pretty funny. And if he went to the Wizards, I wouldn't watch the Wizards again this year. If he – that'd be – you know what else I'm hearing about the Wizards? The Purtle. Purtle. Jakob Purtle. Why do we need Jakob Purtle? I really don't. We have, like, the best front court. Why do – like, that's the one we thing. We already have such like, a good front court. We have a good front court. Let's add Jakob Purtle to it. What why are we doing? not? Why, why? Like, if the – I mean, but if the Wizards were to make another move – it would be a point guard they get. Yeah, do that. Well, actually, maybe it'd be a... Yeah, no, it'd be a point guard. Um, so, yeah, Westbrook. I, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't have hated Irving for Beal. Irving for Beal. Hmm. I wouldn't have hated that. Huh. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Wouldn't have that'd hated be, That'd be one I have to sit on for a while to think about. Pause that. But How? Pause that how? <laughs> Sitting on two men? Sitting on a thought. <laughs> about two men? You're funny. You're a funny guy. Oh, man. Classic chase over sparkling there. Sparkling water. Your brain warped. That's sparkling water, man. Man. Okay. The Heat, though, I would not be upset if the, the Heat got Westbrook. I really wouldn't. Mm, um, I think that's funny about you. Why is that? Why is that? Westbrook would be on a minimum deal, and we wouldn't need him to play because he's on a minimum deal. Eric Spolster is the best coach in the league. Darvin Ham, bottom five coach in the league. Okay, newsflash, no coach has coached Westbrook or been able to. Exactly. Why don't you put him in the best system in the league? And he'll flourish. No, he won't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, Chase, minimum deal Westbrook versus $46 million a year Westbrook is very different. Because when you're paying a guy $46 million a year, you're obligated to, to play him, and you got to play him through all the woes. Yeah, Houston minimum, did that with Wall, yep. Minimum, that's a very different situation. No, it isn't. Because the Lakers were trying to win. The Houston Rockets were not. But, yeah, it'd, be, it'd just be a different situation. Um, all right. You can't, he can't be on the bench for long, though. He'll get bench, uh, bench, bench hamstring. hamstring. You gotta look out for that bench hamstring. We haven't seen like a bench hamstring DNP type of thing. And he gets in the next game, he's like, "Hey, sitting out that last game, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to warm up for today's game." So, yeah, the, the Miami Heat were looking to put Westbrook in middle of the second quarter, but he had a <laughs> flare for the bench hamstring. Got off the bench, he's like, "Oh, a nope. hamstring, bench hamstring." He goes, he goes, "I mean, I've never not started." Sat on the bench. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. Have you never sat on the bench? I didn't know what to do. <laughs> like, maybe use some heat pads. Maybe stretch in the hallway a little yeah, bit. Run up and down the tunnel. Oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, if you don't have anything else, why don't we get to winner and loser of the week? Winner me, loser you. Done. On to tweet of the week. What? Yeah. How's that? Just <laughs> life? Yeah. All right. I disagree on that one. We're going to have to put winner me, loser you. Wrong. Cue the music, though. What happened? I won. (laughs) Man, you are one pathetic.
pathetic loser. Not how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Oh, well, I guess I'm a loser. A loser. It's a good win. I don't know how you describe a win. It's better than a loss. I'm not trying to be flip or anything. It's just I don't know what you want. I don't know how you describe wins. All right. Um, my winner of the week, the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> Nuggets. <laughs> Nuggets on three. One, two, three. Nuggets. <laughs> Those who didn't see, very viral video, video went out. Um, Nikola Jokic saying, Nuggets on three. One, two, three. And then everyone does a impersonation of Jokic's Nuggets. But... Um, the Nuggets have solidified themselves in the one seed with the recent uh, Grizzlies woes. Um, they're now four and a half games above the two seed. Um, and with the Nuggets' stellar and steady play, I don't see anyone getting close to that one seed in the West. Um, on a comedic note, the Nuggets beat the Timberwolves by 34 points, a game in which Nikola Jokic recorded, dare I say, the fastest triple-double ever, getting 19 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists with 2 minutes and 40 seconds left to go in the second quarter. That can't be the fastest triple-double. What else would it be? I don't know. It can't be that. It is. Um, who's your winner of the week, Chase? LeBron James. Oh, yeah, did he do something special? He did the points thing. LeBron James, now the number one scorer in NBA history. I thought it was too obvious to go with any kind of Lakers news because obviously they did win the week. That's why I went with the Nuggets. I wanted to, you know, do something a little different because, you know, the Lakers beyond the whole organization, top to bottom, including LeBron especially, won the week. But, yeah. No, yeah, I mean, he got the he got the scoring title. He got the rest still done. Yep. He had that fire-ass suit on. What else do you the, want? Those cool shoes. You see, the, you see the shoes? Yeah. And then Bronny and Bryce said they're going to be two and three on the all-time scoring yep. list. The so. headphones he had. He can't be a happier father, player, GM. By the way, Jokic has the record, and he set it uh, against the Bucks, 14 minutes and 33 seconds. But it still stands. Yeah. Jokic does have the fastest triple double. But you were wrong. Um, okay, you win. Still. Um, I have just so many wins this episode. You are the loser of the episode. Wrong. We're going to start that segment. Definitely wrong. Loser I have of way the, more wins. Loser of the week. I have Ja Morant. Not only is he being exposed for being the... Back-to-back loser of the weeks? He was loser of the week last week? I put him for mine, yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> not only is he being exposed... Uh, for, I, he's Clarence Morant now. True. I'm not calling him Ja. Loser anymore. of the week, Clarence Morant. Clarence Morant. <laughs> not only is he being exposed for the being the corny, fake gangster that he is, his team is 2-8. and eight. Is it Cl- Clarence or Carlton? Which one's better? I don't know. I think Clarence. The team is 2-8 and eight in the last 10 games, and one of his good buddies is now banned from the Memphis Grizzlies arena for the rest of the season. Yeah, that, I don't know. After pulling some shenanigans um, after the Grizzlies-Pacer game, in which uh, one of the members of John Morant's friend group slash party pulled a laser pointer on some Pacers personnel while they were into the car in order to cause a stir-up and scare them. That was not a laser pointer. That was a gun. No, it was a laser pointer. Security guard definitely thought it was a gun. Yeah, they thought it was a gun. It was a laser pointer. I, obviously, you're not going to assume it was a laser pointer. But yes, Chase, it was proven that it was not a gun. 
as we know, Chase, he's not a real uh, gangster type His guy. His real name's Clarence. Yeah. Demetrius. But yes. Um, and John Morant had the nerve to complain about that. Um, but yeah, John Morant, loser week. Two and eight, fake gangster, and Shannon Sharp is on your ass. Ooh. Chase, who is your loser of the week? My loser of the week is AD. Why is that? For the way he celebrated Mr. Bron Bron's scoring title last night. Why don't you tell everyone what happened, Chase? So you can find the video that's all over the Twitters, the TikToks, the Instagrams. You know, everybody sees that LeBron's about to take the shot for the, uh, the final bucket to get past Kareem. Uh, so obviously they're all standing. They're excited. They want to see if he's going to make it. And then he hits it. Mm-hmm. And everybody's going crazy. Like, wow, look at his teammates. Look at the crowd. Everybody's so excited. And you're like, wait a second. Who's that sitting there with the big hair and the headband? It's number three, Anthony Davis. Is that right? Sitting there with no facial expression at all. Not even a smile cracked. And then if you remember earlier in that game, this video is also out there. LeBron saying to AD, love you, man. Just letting you know I love you. No reaction from AD. Yeah, no, that was really weird. No, I love you too. I'm not saying there's anything going on trade-wise. Maybe there is. It's just odd. Definitely not. Happening. Just odd. But, yeah, I do suspect that it was just because they were losing the game, um, and he was mad. Uh, post-game, they asked Anthony Davis what was needed in order to improve this Lakers season, and he just said, literally all he said was just like, we need to win. We have to win. Um, he might also have been mad that nobody was giving him the ball. You know what? Yeah, that, that could be true, but then again, you gotta you got to feel out the moment. I mean – like, it's it's LeBron's night, buddy. Like, True. Like if you're not if you're not gonna understand that LeBron's about to break the scoring record, like get ready to learn Chinese, buddy. True. Yeah. You understand? Or like New Orleanese, or he's not coming back to New Orleans. Mm. Yeah. All right. Let's let's move on to tweet of the week. What you got? Why don't you go first? Um. All right. So if you remember. What was it, draft night 20, 2019? Who was drafted? Modi Moses. That would be 2020. 2020? Mm-hmm. So if you remember that night, Kendrick Perkins had some speech issues. I'm sorry, 2021. Yeah, go on. Was it 21? 100%. It was. Go yeah. on. Yeah, that makes so much more sense. But, yeah, so um, obviously Perk's been on ESPN for many a times after that. and mm-hmm. He's spoken well. Arguably. Arguably. This one, he had another occurrence tonight where he did not speak well at all. I'll play it right now for everybody. Coast to coast coverage brought to you by T-Mobile. Rockets hosting the Kings. Coach Silas called his team out early in the first. Jabari Smith with the block on Keegan Murray. So good. I think he at least learned from his mistakes. Hey, and, mo- mo- so go- and then he, like, he didn't even try and pronounce Sengun again. So I guess he learned from his mistakes. He's like, if I don't say anything, they can't say anything about it. Oh, my God. But like, I was watching that live, and there was just like 10 seconds of dead air after he, <laughs> after he tried to say Sengun and couldn't. Oh, my God. I was like, what just happened? Oh, man. It started with Silas. Like, Silas threw him for a loop, and then it was just like. Paul Silas. Keegan Murray, like all of it. Keegan Murphy. Coast to coast coverage. Murray. So, so, 
<laughs> then it was just dead air. Yeah. All right. Just can't beat him. My tweet of the week. Um, NBA on ESPN uh, tweeted the photo of uh, LeBron James hitting the fadeaway to put him over the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar number. Yeah. Uh, giving him the scoring record. Um, you see LeBron doing the fadeaway. You see Ken Kenrich Williams contesting. And in the paint, you see Thomas Bryant just doing the meanest seal the on best Shea post position you can get. Legit, you could not get better post position. Not only does Thomas Bryant outweigh Shakers Alexander by about fifty pounds, has him by about five inches in height, um, but he just has him buried. That's without a doubt a catch turnaround dunk. But um, uh, Tom, just go to the dunker spot. Whatever. But t- uh, Dan Devine at Young Mar Young Man Devine tweets. Respect Thomas Bryant for calling the ball with the deep seal and the key. Records are made to be broken. Fundamentals are forever. <laughs> Shout out to one. Dan. That's a good one. All right. Um, well, we are on to trivia. I've been doing a lot of studying of everything, so I'm going to win this week's trivia. I doubt it. Um, so, LeBron James passes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was number one an all-time scoring, now number two. There is still a category that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is number one in. That is all-time career wins by a player. Yep. He sits at number one with 1,100. I apologize for the delay. Um, Name the rest of the top ten. I'm going to go Bill Russell. No, 639. Malone. Yes, he is number four. Um, I will go McHale. No. You should not be pausing this fast. Jordan. No. You have to think about guys Tim with... Duncan. Yes. You have to think about guys with longevity and winning careers. Yeah, that, I, everybody I've said so far has had both. Besides um, Jordan. Jordan was a bad Bill Ross played for 13 seasons. He won every year. Okay, 13 seasons still. Okay, uh, shut the fuck up. You have two. Cozy. No. Havlicek. No. You're going too far back. These guys played in shucks. They couldn't go for that long. Wilt. No. Okay, I'm mad that you have one of these guys without their running mate. Magic. No. <laughs> what did I say? You have Tim Duncan, Carl Malone, Tony Parker. Yeah, I wasn't even gonna. I was thinking about the other running mate, Stockton. Yeah, you have four of nine because I gave you Kareem. Kareem, I already gave you. So you have Stockton, Malone, Parker, and Duncan. Ginobili. No, he he was he came on the scene in two thousand five. Wins. Yeah. Robert Ory. No. This is embarrassing. Okay, who has the most games played? Parrish. Yep, he's number two. Uh, I thought I said Parrish already. You didn't. You said McHale. Um, okay. Bird. No. No! Um, this guy has the most points in NBA history. LeBron. That's another one. Uh, this guy scored... Um, this. This guy played on a really, really good 2000s and early 2010s team. 
um, played point guard in the Western Conference. Really retired, really old, bald, light skin, left hand. Mark Jackson. Silly. Mark Jackson's right-handed. No, he's not. Yes, he... Mark Jackson's not right-handed. Pretty sure he's You're insane. No, he's not. Taking a Chris Mullen. (laughs) Yeah, Mark Jackson and Chris Mullen. So, so close. Um, This guy hit one of the best playoff buzz readers. Derek Fisher. There you go. It's another one. Um, Kobe's not on it. Yes, he is. He's 10. I I said Kobe. You literally didn't say Kobe. Literally did. Literally did not say Kobe. Um... So you are missing one guy. I'm, I, I really am not going to give hints on this one. Because when I think Shaq. of... Shaq. No. When Barkley, I think... Barkley. No. Hakeem. No. Dirk. Yes. There you go. Dirk. I'm not going to lie to you. That was really embarrassing. You do things that you know I'm not going to get. And it's just how like, whatever. How, how could I have known you weren't going to get this? Please tell me. It's, it's a real common theme. You got to think of guys who played till they were 40. Throw, throw a can of sparkling water. Why don't you? It was empty can of sparkling okay. water. The youngest player or the, the player on here who retired at the youngest age was, I believe, Tony Parker at 38. And he was a part of literally the most winning franchise of all the 2000s up until two years ago. So all of these guys have two very common themes. As I said, longevity and, and a winner. You should have gotten this with ease. So no apologies. All right. Songu. Okay. Well, we thank you all for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. And as always, our... For the court. For the court. Par. We're par. All right. Yep. All right. See ya. Yep. Bye. Yep. Bye.